All right. Welcome to Rich Conversations. This is episode 300. 300. 300. And I'm so grateful to have Joe Anhalt here. Well, really, I'm here. We're in Joe's Brooklyn apartment. It's really lovely. Welcome. Thank you. Always Uh, love to have you. Yeah, 300 was coming up, and I was like, 300 is a milestone, I Mm -hmm. think, objectively. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the significance of a milestone, I think it's what kind of weight you want to put on with it. And so I was like, this would be a great reason to go to New York again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you, you, you can come to New York whenever you want, Rich. You know that. I know, but it's like sometimes... It's just nice to I have a round need, number. I just need an excuse. Like when I'm, totally. When I'm around the city, people are like, oh, what are you here for? I'm like, I'm recording my 300th episode. You know, it's just like another reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just keep finding reasons to come out here. Yeah. Come out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 300. I was like, let's have Joe on. Joe is... Joe is I'm a veteran. He's a veteran. This is his sixth appearance. Good to be here. uh, We always have a great conversation. Just a a meaningful person in my life. And it's always uh, cool to share a milestone with people. Yeah. I'm happy you're here. Happy to be part of the milestone. Um, And and also love to just turn the rich conversation table on you for a little bit and, and hear a little bit about the journey and obviously i've been here since day one um but first did did you did you honestly think you were going to make it to to 300 because you were doing them consistently like every week right so that's essentially like uh like almost six years of of content right yeah i know there's like you started you you ebbed and flowed but did did you think you were going to make it to 300 yeah, I'm more aiming at like over a thousand. Okay, so, so that's yeah. that's why like when I numbered them initially, it was like zero zero one. Mm-hmm. Z- like, um, well, if you wanted a thousand, you should have done zero zero zero, 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 zero one, <laughs> or like five zeros. How many, zero, zero, how zero, many zeros <laughs> do we want to put in here? Um, no, like I started in August 2019, mm-hmm. and I did that summer. I did some practice ones. Mm-hmm. So with friends, I did, uh, I did maybe like, uh, I want to say like 17. Oh, practice. wow. And at a certain point, I'm like, what am I doing here? Let's just, <laughs> yeah. let's just start. Of, of those 17, did you start to find, uh, what, I guess, what was the purpose of those, those test ones to like figure out the, the format or like what was working, what was not working, what types of guests think- or what types of content you, you wanted to do? I think just like doing them, like you're starting from zero. Mm-hmm. And I guess before you put something out or before I wanted to put something out, I just wanted to like, you know, take a couple shots, see how that felt sure. and get into a rhythm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that I like hit the ground running. Got it. And back then it was just audio and I had these, uh, these two mics. Yep. And we were just saying before this how you commented on the, the microphones. We're using yeah. iPhone 8s. Yeah. A little unorthodox, I must say. But it gets the job I'm, done. I'm all about what works. Okay. So the reason I switched to these, so we have um, 
the setup now, the setup then mm-hmm. was these two audio technical, mm-hmm. like, uh, <clears throat> 70-something dollar mics mm-hmm. that were, they're very good. Mm-hmm. And I connected, I connected them to my iPad and iPhone mm-hmm. and did voice memos mm-hmm. and just record audio through that. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID, and I would just go to coffee shops and just meet up. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. I just love having conversations with people. Yeah. They're very meaningful to me. I like more of the deeper conversations where you get to know someone and just talk about life and the world and mm-hmm. go to coffee shops. And then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I still want to do this. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like video. Video is a thing with Zoom. And now if I can record with people online, that means I can record with anyone anywhere. Right. So that went in my head, and then I still enjoy this, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And Do you like one better than the other? For Zoom or... In person. In, in person, person versus... In, in person, like, hands down, 100%. Yep. But the fact that I can just, like, talk to someone in Istanbul... Mm-hmm. At like one o'clock in the afternoon, yeah, in my apartment is pretty yeah. cool. Yep, uh, but I still wanted this component. So then you have like this. Then I'm like figuring out the video aspect of it, and I started with like a DSLR camera, and then after like ten minutes, the lens would shut off. Yeah, and it like it's been a whole journey. I think getting to three hundred. Yep, I learned how. I personally want to record mm-hmm. and like the most efficient setup for me that aligns with what I'm, I want and what I'm looking for. Yeah. So over the summer I was, uh, and then I came uh, through the podcast. I've learned how to just record in general. Sure. And so I got into recording a lot of like shows and like music performances Mm-hmm. And so in uh, early August, I went to London to record shows, like five sold-out shows with Bone Lane and Hobo Johnson mm-hmm. around the city. and Musical act. They're musical. like hip-hop, rap. Correct. Yeah, like, uh, like poetry. Like with Got it. Something like that. Yeah. And um, I bought this really nice briefcase. That I like. I really like how it looks and stuff. I got. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get away from the backpack and just totally. like stuffing everything in my backpack. And then you very know, anti-backpack like myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I want something a little more uh, sophisticated that fits my style, but still functional. Very functional. So everything fit in there. The, the like video setup, everything fit in there. Th- three, four tripods, mm-hmm. uh, bean bags, and to weigh down the tripods when recording. And then it was like the audio took up most of the space and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't use. Oh, like the microphones, the audio. Yeah, equipment. the audio. Yeah. Like, so yeah. we would have these microphones and then an yeah. audio recorder and then all these cords. Yep. And so it didn't all fit in the briefcase. And I was yep. like, no, I really want this briefcase. Yeah. So what am I going to do? Yep. It's the audio that's taking up a lot. And I do so much practice and recording with voice memos. Mm-hmm. I had an iPhone 8 already. I was mm-hmm. like, 
I'll just get another iPhone 8 and yep. just use those as mics. Yep, yep. It's not about re- recording the most, to me, it's not about like getting it the most perfect sounding and totally whatever. It's more like, so now I can travel like anywhere with the setup and no chords, no more chords. Do you feel like the interviews are better because of that? Or is it is it more so a function of... Uh, you're just much more efficient, logistically speaking. Yeah, like I can, uh, well, you saw what we have here. Like it didn't take too long to set up. Nope. And there's less, it's like super easy with these. Yeah. Rather than with the the audio, you got to make sure that yep. all the cords are plugged in. And then when you record it, all the dials are tuned in. It's just mm-hmm. like, just simplify everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I've obviously seen from uh, episode zero to 300 and uh, yeah, it's much more compact and efficient yeah. and setup time is quick and very, um, very mobile, which, which is great because you can, again, be in the environment of your interview E, which, yeah. is, which is nice. Um, okay, so like logistically speaking, I feel like you've got this down, like boom, you've, you've got it down. Yeah. What I'm more curious to hear about is what you've learned through let's just say like again you mentioned some test drives before and i'm sure there's some episodes that didn't make it to air because of whatever reason um you you've had let's just say 400 in-depth conversations with a wide swath of people and industries and backgrounds uh, professionally culturally personally where are we as a society right now in a global society? You know, I know this is a very loaded question, but would love to hear your initial reactions as to global society. What are the common threads? What are the common challenges that we, that we're facing? And then also what are the, is, is there a sense of optimism or joy that you have found through these conversations. So, um, yeah, w- w- what are the common threads that you've observed between, again, I, w- yeah. w- what I love about your show, Rich, is it could be anything. You know, you, you could have, like, someone from the Natural History Museum one day, and then you could have my brother who does, like, airport operations in Las Vegas the other day. And you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So that is such an interesting job essentially you know you're you're sitting down and talking to these people so like i'm curious like yeah like are there common threads Uh, are you optimistic what's what's the general tone and then i know i'm adding a lot on here but um what what have you learned from it you know yeah take take those however yeah we are now at a summit of (laughs) but uh, yeah i'm I'm, you know the, the logistic stuff is is kind of interesting but i think the more interesting meat and potatoes yeah that's where i get to like nerd yeah I was definitely like nerding out with the, I'm so proud that I can, I have the setup that I have Yeah, and uh, I can take it anywhere. Yes. I look at, uh, that's kind of my, here I am leaning into it again, but like, and, uh, we'll get, we'll get to my question after, <laughs> we'll, after, we'll you're, your, like, after you're done, uh, after I keep taking your victory myself. lap, taking your victory lap of your, um, your, your setup. There was this, uh, moment I bartend at a bar 
called Lincoln Station, or I, I used to, and it's a Buffalo Bills bar. So people come in for NFL games and watch the Buffalo Bills at our place. There's also a Buffalo Bills bar like a mile down the street. So at one point, NFL Films came in and mm-hmm. recorded a whole segment on just yep. kind of this, how did this came to be? What is this like kind yep. of thing, right? And I remember they, uh, I was there working this Saturday. So they came in, we shut the like back room and then they like set it all up and, and interviewed the owner, things like mm-hmm. that. And my mind was blown how just inefficient everything was. Now, it's a company. NFL has a lot of money. Yes. So I don't think they were, like, really thinking about the efficiency or whatever. But I thought they came in with just cartloads full of big trunks of equipment Mm -hmm. and, like, four or five people. And I'm like, I could do all of this with my backpack and just myself like i can i could do this myself there's so much there's so much waste yeah so um there's that aspect of recording and then like what i have and i'm i'm excited about it the nitty and then just like the digital file organization what i've learned from doing like 300 Uh uh-huh and creating like each one of these, right? We have three video and two audio. Mm-hmm. So it's five total digital tracks. files. Yeah, tracks. Mm-hmm. Where do they go? How are they organized mm-hmm. so that it's easily accessible, easily organized? You know where everything is. I've gotten really good at that. Um, but back to your question. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, before we get to that, it's really interesting like this is obviously something you've learned about yourself during this experience yeah. is how much you geek out on the technical side and the operational side yeah. of podcasting. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm sitting here and it doesn't sound very exciting to me, but like yeah. you're like geeking out about it, right? And that says something. <laughs> I'm obsessed about right? it. Yeah. So that's obviously something you didn't foresee before you yeah. got into this like podcasting. And so like... D- has that been like a surprise for you? Like how like excited you are about efficiency and digital file organization? Like I've known you, I've known you for a long time. You know, we we met day one of college. Yeah, yeah. And when I describe you to people, I would never say you are like oh he's like the hyper organized type. Yeah. Like you're you're not unorganized. Like you're very yeah. neat and clean. But this is a new side to you that I've observed over the past few years. And let's just stick with that thread for a second. Like, is, is like, yeah, like, are you excited to like learn that about yourself and to learn that as like a new skill set or like this like hyper optimized yeah. digital files efficiency? Like, yeah. how, that obviously came about from the podcasting, but has that like bled into other aspects of your of your lifestyle, or has this already yeah. that has this always been there, and it's just reapplying it to this podcasting? So this like again hyper-efficiency, having, having everything so compact, and then the digital file organization, again, like efficiency, so compact. Speak to that. Well, I think it, it connects to your last question in that, to me, it's all about people. People. So, But all this has nothing to do with 
with other people. It only on has the, to on do the with, surface. with yourself. On the surface, right? Okay. So everything is about making it easier and more comfortable for the people I'm with. And so mm. I have found through doing the episodes that um, making it like, how can I, like if, if this person's coming on my podcast mm-hmm. and we're having a conversation, mm-hmm. how do I make it as easy on that person as possible? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to preparation and uh, like the operations, the organization behind it, where mm. I can show up, set up in like five minutes and have have it have it ready be, to go have it be a really intuitive experience so mm-hmm. that people are more open more relaxed to yeah. to be here in this space yeah um and i can meet people where they are because i found through doing these um i enjoy this the most like what here in person in person yep like physically we are right next to each other right mm-hmm um, I don't like the studio. I don't like being in a studio. Mm-hmm. And so when I see other podcasts, it all depends what you're looking for. But, you know, to be to do every episode in the same studio and mm-hmm. um, then that requires having all this exp- um, all this equipment around. And uh, I think being mobile and mm-hmm. having agility makes mm-hmm. makes things just more interesting overall. Okay. Uh, not I just visually, but just like it makes me feel better too. Because during COVID, I hate, I found that I just hated just being like in my room with a camera and microphone. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, I hated that. Yeah. I want to be out and about. I want to yeah. be. And so that in the world. kind of. Uh, yeah, in the world. I, I think that. And then I don't have. I don't have to mandate that in order to record with somebody, you have to come to my studio or whatever. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll meet you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, because there- it's all about like creating, having the best conversation in a way that's natural to the person. People are familiar mm-hmm. with having iPhones around. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not it's not a, a you know just like the little nuance of someone holding a mic, yeah, and how it affects a person if they're not used to holding uh, a microphone. A microphone, yeah. Compared to like most people uh, have held iPhones before, or uh, not in this capacity, I would say though. Yeah, yeah, this, you're this right. Is, this is unorthodox. A little bit. I would say a lot. You you like, you're still doing the microphone thing, but you're holding it. I don't know. It all depends. But also yeah. having, having something small where you barely recognize it or you barely yeah. see it compared to this big yeah, uh, what like you think SLR. is expensive yeah. like equipment yeah. like yeah have you very yeah very on the ground level yeah type of thing. So totally hear that the whole purpose foundation is to make your your guest feel more comfortable in their environment 
not as like wham bam in your face with a whole like production crew. Yeah. Have you noticed your interviews getting like better? I would say the way I know that a conversation uh, went well yeah. is after we're done recording, there's this like, Relief. It's very therapeutic. Mm. A lot of the guests will be like, wow, that felt good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just like, wow, that was, that's cool. That it, like, just that, um, that feeling and that emotion and, and speaking to your, your question earlier, it's all about people. It's all about humans. Yep. You know, the people, you know, people in Africa and Europe and Asia and South America and North America. I've yet to talk to someone in Australia. Antarctica. I have someone in Antarctica. You've done our Antarctica, but I not have Australia? Check it off, yeah. That's shocking. But it, humans are all the same. Like, now culturally and like all these other things, but like... Say more? Uh, we're, we're humans and we can... We know how this person is because we have those same emotions or we have those same like thoughts. It's just like, it's just humans. Mm -hmm. And so what I like is kind of breaking that down and just seeing each other as humans, talking about the world and life that way and um, technology and the challenges of the 21st century, what's on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Uh, the big, the big um, revelation is just like collaboration, working together with other humans to solve problems. Mm. It doesn't really matter where you live or where you're from. Or you, it's just like we're humans. Let's just come together and solve problems. Mm-hmm. And as humans, we just this is an essential part of being human. Uh, one of my last conversations, we were talking about, I don't know if this was recorded or we were just uh, talking off the recording, but there seems to be four basic needs of a human being in the 21st century. Whereas it used to be three. As a human being, all you need is water, food, shelter Mm -hmm. to survive. Everything Mm -hmm. else is just um, a bonus after that. Mm -hmm. Like as a human being and as us as an animal, as a species, to survive, you only need water, food, shelter Mm -hmm. to survive. And now I think more and more with uh, the technology that we have and the rise I would say between like around 2013, that time you have smartphones and then this constant access to everything, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's created this need within humans for human interaction, like real physical human interaction. Mm. And I think there's an energy and just, I, like, I don't know specifically what it is, but just like being here in the space with you, 
it it's nourishing. It's mm, that's a good word. It's it's what this is all about. Like what it like we're here living in the world and without that human experience and with each other is is any of this worth it without this mm-hmm. and uh i think more and more we're kind of understanding this and uh that importance of that need it's almost become a need now so then in order to survive humans need water food shelter and human interaction mm. um, is this something that you know obviously a lot of global trends have uh pushed us towards digital environments right yeah. our phones the internet i would say more importantly uh and now with the rise of gaming and like digital yeah. life you know the metaverse um but again, back to kind of the podcasts and these interviews, have these interviews reflected that trend as well? And you, you, you've said multiple times now, like you love going to people's environments and talking to them, yeah. talking to them there. Uh, so is, is this learning and this realization, again, like the whole world is talking about it, but you're actually seeing it on the ground. Like I feel like you oh, are yeah. being the uh, anthropologist, right? And gut checking these hypotheses that we all have that yeah. hey kids and adults are going more into their technologies but actually we need to continue to find ways to yeah. be with each other and that's the fruitful uh that's the fruit that we need and that's also going to continue progressing humans forward and that was my next question is i feel like you have studied history so well and like generations and uh, decades and millennials and, and humans as a species. Is there, is there a happy medium between this digital world and like physical world? Because I feel like the digital world is only, only going to get more intense. Yeah. But I also agree with you that the in-person human connection needs to happen. But is it, a losing battle, you know, are, are we going to end up like the movie Wally where we're just like floating around in space, like glued to our screens? Yeah. Um, how, how can we bridge these two worlds and make sure that that yeah. bridge exists forever? Yeah. Um, Again, I know a loaded question. I try, I try to uh, take one specific thing. I feel like uh, at the same time too, it comes back to being intentional mm. and like knowing. Ideally, what you want to do is just use digital technology with intention and purpose mm. to get you to where you need to go. Almost like a vehicle, right? Mm. But. Uh, you know, you use a car to get from A to B mm-hmm. because you know I have to get here. Yeah. So you you get in that vehicle and you go there and yep. that's it. Yep. But the vehicle has almost become the destination mm. in a way. 
And if you're in a vehicle, you could go anywhere. Yeah. Right? Especially the internet. So then it leads to this, uh, this other idea of just when you use digital technology, you have in your mind know the destination that you're, you want this digital technology to take yeah. you. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we're doing the 300th episode, but I intentionally took uh, like six months of the last year doing zero episodes. Like mm-hmm. I didn't do any because mm-hmm. I had to, uh, this was like a year ago and conversations we had, uh, you know, off the podcast. Offline, yeah. Uh, this idea of velocity versus speed and Velocity is speed in a direction. Mm-hmm. Everyone can go fast. What you want to do is go fast in a direction. And the importance of knowing what, what is that direction. Totally. And so, so we had these conversations like a year ago. And I was like, I'm taking a step back. <laughs> so then like November, from like November 2022 till like mid-February or March or I just did zero. I didn't think about the podcast. I just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I would just like do a couple of podcast episodes here and there uh, to the point where I'm at 300 now. It's like I did so much before that over this last year when I really haven't been focusing on the podcast, Yeah, I've just been like here and there putting stuff up. I find myself at like 300 now. Mm -hmm. So uh, you talked a lot about, or you mentioned the, like me doing the podcast and like learning so much about it. It's almost like off, the podcast has sort of been off my mind for Mm -hmm. like a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And... So it's just like here we're in the 300th episode and it's almost like a, it's a celebration of a milestone, but it hasn't recently – the thing we're celebrating hasn't really been on my mind in like a year. Mm-hmm. Like my world hasn't revolved around the podcast. It's just like right. – um, and so it's interesting coming in with that perspective uh, – With what perspective? Of just not like being, not being focused? Yeah, on, like the on. nonchalantness. Like I'm not unfocused with it. Um, but because I've done so many in the past, yeah. I, I can pick up like that. Sure. Well, it's pretty easy uh, to just like do it now. Yeah. Do you want to keep doing it? Yeah, but I think... Why? For why do you want to keep doing it? To explore my curiosity again. I feel like uh, so I took a step back, but then I just applied what I learned with the podcast to like another kind of arena. Yeah, um, and that's I would hang out with my friends in Boneline, go to the studio once a week. Yeah, we would record conversations of us talking. Yeah, a lot of conversations were like veered into technology and the mm-hmm. world and mm-hmm. as a society. And then I would also record them just working in the studio 
And then I would also record shows. And I got so much joy from that of being more, uh, working more as a team mm. and playing a role. Mm-hmm. I felt kind of burned out by uh, being an individual in a way. Yeah, it's a lot of work, it seems. Um, I get I get a lot of like satisfaction of like working together, collaborating, yeah. and yeah. just finding like how how I can help best. Like, oh, we need this. Oh, why don't we do this? Like, I really enjoyed that aspect of it rather yeah. than um, I don't know, just me trying to do everything. I don't know. Yeah, and so I. I I lost a bit of that curiosity and now I'm like regaining it again. Got it. And so now the podcast. And also too, you said that do you you like the it could be anything type of thing? I think it's I think it's nice to pop in when I'm interested in in a topic. Yeah. Uh not every topic I'm interested in, obviously. Yeah. Um but most podcasts have a theme obviously right yeah. whether you're a technology or business or um, but what's interesting is some of the most successful ones think about Joe Rogan Mark Marin um, Bill Simmons I'd say Bill Simmons actually has like a theme you know it's like sports entertainment but Rogan or Marin I feel like at this point they could have anybody on but it still is yeah. I would say it still has like a hard a interviews structure. right yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but regardless, yeah, it's, it's fun to just pop in and listen to something yeah. that can pique my, my interest. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I feel like my, I, I like, I've been so, I, this is what I'm trying to get away from for the record. Like I've been doing too much overthinking. Mm-hmm. And so when I decided to like, like come back a bit, mm-hmm. I, I like, created these boundaries for myself where it's like you can do one reflection right before a guest in an art and science field. And then what I found is that when I put those restrictions on myself to intentionally like get more focus, yeah. I created less. It's almost like I, I stopped having fun with it hmm. because the podcast has been just a really just a vehicle to explore my curiosity and just like a creative expression. You know, like a lot of I think from the outside, people will ask uh, if you're monetizing it or if you're this or that. And it's like, I just I just do it because I have fun with it. But then once I stopped having fun with it, I stopped putting yeah. stuff out. Yeah. Um, and you stopped having fun when you tried to set up boundaries. Yeah, try I, when I because all I hear from the outside is like, "Oh, get clear and specific and focus." And yeah. Well, you also just said that. And yourself. so I tried that. And I'm like, ah, I'm not having fun with this. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's so interesting. Well, but you also said that yourself. Yeah. Like a year ago, you like stopped to take a step back and reassess, and it yeah. sounds like. After that time, you reassess, but still came to the same conclusion of, I just want to do this for me. I'm curious about these yeah. topics. I want to go talk to interesting people yeah. and record it and put it out there. And if people like it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. 
Yeah. But this is you exploring your curiosity in all these different avenues. Yeah. I don't know how that sounds like if, like my, uh, I love all of our listeners. I love all of our viewers and stuff, but it's like, I don't necessarily do it for advertisers or other people. I do it for myself yeah, and to fulfill my curiosity. Like I'm really interested in, uh, you know, software engineering. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't I go talk to somebody? And just learn from them. Yeah. Why don't I go talk to someone who's a material scientist or totally a, a, a geographical engineer or something like that, or just another artist? Pick their yeah. brain and like. Yeah. That's what's interesting to me. And um, so, what the the quick follow up there is? Then why do all this? Which you spoke to at length of being like really challenging and. Yeah. Um, logistically taxing and it's expensive and this this I would say is one of the most complex ways to be curious so why why are you doing all this work to fulfill curiosity when you can literally just pick up a book and read it in an hour and not have to do six hours of of other work to bring that curiosity to other people yeah it's uh there's still like a finished product like being creative and creating something got it so yeah it's like creating each episode but also i can uh i can i can use it as also like human interaction Yep. Like it's it's a great just kind of again vehicle or conduit of just getting in a space with another human being and yep. just having like a deep conversation. Yep. That's what I love. I yeah. just love doing it. And I'd say it's it's also much easier to say like to somebody you like want to talk to like, "Hey, I'd love to pick your brain on my podcast" as opposed to like, "Hey, I want to just like talk to you." Yeah, like I feel like more of like a clear these uh, days it's it's yeah. weirder to say can we just talk than can you come on my podcast. Mm, so like the this maybe this is your I've been using the term Trojan horse a lot. Like maybe this is your Trojan horse just to talk with like cool and interesting people. Oh, definitely. Which I think is which I think is great, yeah. you know. Um but it's yeah, it's it's just so much work. So but no you you were speaking to like the product and and having this feeling of getting something done, which I think is very real and makes a ton of sense. And we, uh, I've been staying at your place for a few days now. And uh, the first night I was here, we had a really nice conversation. But uh, from when we're recording, I love this right here. I love being in the space, talking with you, recording it. But then it gets, (laughs) then it gets to be when you talk about like the product. At first, when I started doing the podcast, it was just audio. Yeah. And it's like, no problem. Put it in my computer, yeah. match it up, create a final file, upload it. There we go. Yeah. But since I got into video, that's when things started to get a little bit more complex. Yeah, totally. And, um, and not just one video. You have three, yeah. three angles. So like so, so me, you, and then the wide shot. Yeah. Um, then it, it got to be... Okay, cool. Then we create a final video and yeah. then we upload it on YouTube and there's that final video. 
And then it gets into this like uh, social media and like growth and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, it's yeah. like subscribers, numbers, likes. Yeah, talk about that. It's the thumbnail. This is what like drain, this is what drains my energy. And I think why I just like uh, stopped having fun with it. Or yes. Had less fun. It became less about like this. Yeah. And more so. Okay, so now we have a final video, but not everybody watches full videos or has that attention span. So let's mm-hmm. break it down into like topics. Because that's also how I watch a lot of videos or consume videos on YouTube. It's like, oh, this eight minute clip Snippets, about yeah, this totally. topic. So then, besides the big video, then I edit it to like topics and upload those. And, and you're, then creating a thumbnail. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. You're, and you're, you're doing this because this is best practices. This is what you've heard works because I, well. I, I think I listen to other like external. Yeah. I think maybe a confusion of why I do it. Yep. Right. And it's like, so then, so then when you have all these clips, then it's, then I have to write a description a title, yep. then think about hashtags, yep. and then thumbnails. I got to have like a, a, th- a thumbnail and then put writing on the thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work. Put them all out. And then on top of that, then it's like, oh, but then people only have attention spans for 15 seconds. Yeah. So then it's like, fine. Then I'll go cut and chop up yeah. 15, 30 second, 60 second reels and then blast those out. Yeah. So now, like, my editing process, it's just everything becomes longer and longer and gets farther and farther away from, like, why I do it. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe that's uh, something to – as I'm saying this, it's very, it's very like, clear. Yeah. I have so a then, you know, like, Trojan the, horse into year. a therapy session. This but is no, good. Like, this 300, again, like, this 300 episodes if, about me. If – if, if the goal is to be curious and learn and put out a product, um, I think you've been doing a tremendous job of that since day one, Yeah. right? Where you seem to be spending a lot of time and effort is on the... the not Satisfying the external rather than the internal. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, if you also don't care that much about... Uh, the because you know I, I would say like the product is still like part of it is the putting it up on YouTube and the thumbnail and all that and the other let's let's mm-hmm. call it like the uh, the distribution yeah right? people then have access to yeah consume yeah. whatever you create. yeah yeah but it sounds like you you maybe don't care as much about that which I think is so refreshing to hear yeah because. Just like seeing somebody like be curious, do a podcast and like that's it. Like that is is again so refreshing as opposed to like exactly what you were just getting to, the logistics of the distribution, the the cutting, the slicing, yeah. the optimization, the um the the gamification of it. Yeah, all. yeah. Yeah. And that's gotta be so yeah, so time consuming and, and soul sucking, yeah. right? And like not fun, <laughs> right? It's it's not fun. So yeah. Um, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. And it's, it's nice to hear that honestly, like this is just somebody 
who's curious and wants to learn more and meet other people in person. Yeah. And it's just like, that's what it is. And so, yeah, let's, let's continue this thread of just, and I'm sure there's a ton of people out there that struggle with this, whether it's like a podcast or art or whatever product you're building. Yeah. You know, what is that balance between, you know, personal joy, but then also trying to, distribute it in a way that captures people as attention, you know? Um, and I feel like any artist is always struggling with this, right? They just want to focus on the art. They don't want to focus on the marketing or the distribution or the positioning, but they also want to make money from it. And that means they have to slice it in a way that is digestible uh, by their uh, audience or their customers, quote unquote, right? So it sounds like you've been struggling with that yeah. for some time. And maybe you've, have you reached that point where it's like, fuck it, I don't care, I'm going to do this for me, which sounds like very rewarding and like this like big weight off your shoulders. Or is there, and I want to challenge you to be like as objective and honest with yourself as possible, is there a part of you that still wants to do those optimizations and that cutting and slicing because you do want to increase your audience, right? Yeah. Like I imagine there's still some of that that lives inside of you. Like what percentage of it is like, you know, I want to do this for me versus I want to do this for me, but also I want to optimize it in a way that can increase my likes, subscribers, followers, reach, impressions all that yeah again optimization type of um edits yeah i think the uh because i think whenever you do something or you're like you put your kind of being into it yep you do hope that other people identify with it and appreciate it or like what you do so there's that natural sure. uh, going to be liked <laughs> that validation yeah of it right totally. um and to find kind of like minded people um so there there is that aspect of it uh how big is it right now in your podcasting journey i don't well we had conversations previously and i'm just kind of like um clarifying mm my direction yeah moving forward and the podcast is just like one part of it yep and so it it for me it it, that that clarifies how i'm going to proceed forward and this conversation is helpful of like really having that come out and yeah like Saying it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, uh, I mean, it could, you, I mean, the, the answer could be like, I don't know either, you know, like maybe that's what you're still trying to work. I think there's so through. much pressure in life or anything you do or create to, to know the answer right away. A thousand percent. Right. A thousand percent. So then when you listen more externally to all these other conversations and you see what other people are doing, your mind kind of, uh, 
drifts away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my train of thought. What did I just What did I just say? You were talking about external um, influences. You know, people doing this, that, the other, wanting you know to have some validation as well yeah. from your audience or from what you put out into the world. Um. The, the initial thread was, uh, or the initial question was like, what percentage of you is doing this for yourself versus also a percentage of you like optimizing it uh, for YouTube and for like a, a wider reach and more clicks and more I feel like, like, it, it, like it started because I want to do it. I want to explore my curiosity, meet yep. people. It's a yeah. creative expression. Yeah. And then over the last like year or two, it became all, it became more. That wasn't the sole focus, mm-hmm. but I, I would appreciate some growth that way. Yes. So then it became more of... You would appreciate some growth. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nice way of saying, like, can like more people like, <laughs> like my shit, please? No, I had this... Last time I was in New York, no, two times. This is my third time in New York this year. Mm-hmm. I, I heart New York. And uh, <laughs> so one of the times I was... Uh, my friend Justina, her cousin was in town. And uh, her cousin's friend is studying to be a software engineer. And I like told him some of the stuff. And he's like, bro, people have teams for that. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So then it's taking on a team's work, a team's whole work and trying sure. to do it myself. Yeah. And kind of this like. The, the team's work, you're, again, talking about all the external things, all like the post-podcast. Yeah. Editing, slicing, yeah. optimizing, YouTube, Instagram, the whole shebang, TikTok. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So Let's then, call that like the distribution side. Yeah. the uh, Editing and distribution. Or editing and promotion. Yeah, so like to continue doing that, it's just, it's not worth my time. I think I should get back to the beginning. Totally start at the beginning and just do what I did then. And uh, like the podcast is only one thing I do. Yep. And uh, we had spoken before, like I want to get back into writing because mm-hmm. a big reason, a one of several reasons why I did the podcast is because I was told in the writing community, like, oh, you need a podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I always wanted one. We had a radio show together. Yeah. And... Yeah, we, I we, enjoy it. I we enjoy were, this. We were in podcasting way before it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love, I love doing it. But then it became like, instead of like marketing, just being a little aspect of marketing, something else. What I'm like more anchored to and love doing, mm-hmm. which is writing. It almost like it consumed my focus. Yeah. And I got away from writing. Yeah. And now uh, something that I always use New York as like a, a meter of like measuring where I'm at in life. Hmm. And this trip has been helpful in clarifying and uh, just getting back, getting back to like joy mm. and fun. Mm. Like understanding, you know, like what, like what, what do you truly enjoy doing? You know, like when I go to coffee shops, a lot of times when I travel, I just go to coffee shops and my favorite thing to do is just like sit there and just let my mind wander. Totally. 
think and then i'll have a notebook in front of me and i'll like write stuff down but like i love it what i don't love is on my mind having to think okay now i gotta bring my computer to the coffee shop oh when i'm there i'm gonna be you know editing it and chopping it up and then creating these thumbnails and like Mm -hmm. all this busyness i don't want to be doing it and there's other people that are better at it than me maybe i should just stick to what i'm good at uh, and put you know keep doing that again and be a little bit more intentional about mm-hmm. um, like asking for help like asking for help in other areas that eventually I can have a team around me and I don't have to do every single role I just play sure. my role you know yeah um, I think everyone would want a team around them <laughs> Yeah. To do things, right? Yeah. Well, AI is, is getting really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's no, true. Saying, uh, no, it's people and working together for like a shared goal. Um, yeah, I don't know. So then like uh, the 300th episode, it's just, it's just, it's just like it's kind of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm experiencing and recording the 300th episode in this kind of mind space. Yep. Um, so it's not really like a celebration or a, it's just like, oh, we're here mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. It's just uh, an arbitrary number when the, the goal isn't about a number of episodes. It's about, again, exploring your curiosity. But I think it is helpful to use <clears throat> milestones as points of inflection. Totally. Right. So and Joe, Joe is one of the best people to take a step back and have that reflection conversation really good at being thoughtful and asking questions that really like cut to the heart of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. So I think for the podcast moving forward, I'm going to get back more to how I started and that's just mm-hmm. uh, exploring my curiosity and just like putting stuff out again. Yeah. Like just like, I love shooting. It's a great like uh, baskets. Physical. Shooting basketball for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the the basketball content when you're on the farm. Oh man, it takes yeah. me. I love yeah, it. I like. I'm really good at. You got a jumper? Yeah. That. Well, I mean, that's what I used to do to clear my mind. Yeah. And I still use it that way. Yeah, love uh, that. I feel like everybody has a lot of really. Um, remarkable people or um, high high level individuals seem to all have a physical activity that they really get into and that allows Mm -hmm. them to clear their mind and just something else outside Mm -hmm. Um, and shooting shooting hoops is is mine for sure and there's also that you can use any of those physical activities and exercises as like metaphors for life. So when you're like shooting, the hoop is stationary. And so there's just like this target, just get Mm -hmm. it in this, get it in this hole, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's a rim, there's like metal rim, just get, it's very basic. Your job is to get this ball, put the ball in the bucket, right? Put the ball in the bucket. And so there's, 
it's very that's very simple. Yeah. And you just figure out ways and you be creative. Yeah. And find like the best mechanics of like how to do that. Yeah. But um, I was thinking if you have like a moving target and you don't you don't know like where which one you're just going to confuse yourself and miss a lot of shots. Yeah. If you're, you know, like if the target's always kind of moving. Yeah. Um, and so I think with the podcast, we'll just shoot instead of trying to look around of like where we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. shooting, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and what does that mean to you simply? I think just putting, putting more files, uploading more audio files, getting back to like audio Mm-hmm. Audio and then like a main video, mm-hmm. and then not really worrying about. I don't think I'm gonna even yeah deal with that yeah because um, that will allow me to continue the energy like and have fun yeah because again it's just like one thing I do yeah but then when it consumes my like apex energy of every day totally um and i had mentioned to you when i got back from paris i was working on this book and i was just i was so excited mm-hmm. I was so excited that i would just like i couldn't sleep because i'm just thinking oh i can't wait to start again tomorrow and then i'd just get up at like 4 35 and just start working and then the next week when now the focus is all these digital files and um, the creating of all these reels. And it's just like, I, I felt more like depressed and just uh, really just like dragged along the day. Totally. And I think if, if you reflect and it's something and you're telling yourself, I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. That, that should be like a warning. That should be red flag. Yeah. Because then you're also, like, in your head and you're not really, I don't know, like, open uh, to the world or... Was there a, was there a tipping point <clears throat> to making this decision? Because obviously there's, you know, certain components to everyone's lives that is not fun, that they don't want to do, right? Or your job, right? But you just have to do it, right? That, like, mm-hmm. 10, 20%. Yeah. Um, but obviously, once it starts to consume you, it becomes a problem. So, like, was there a tipping point um, where it was like, this is too much? Like, I'm not having fun. This isn't serving me. This isn't serving my listeners or followers. This isn't what I want, what I want to be doing. Was it just like, it, it just started weighing on you? And after like months and months, you kind of maybe like burnt out and that's when you had to like take a step back. Was that like the inflection point or conversation um, with somebody or like for somebody else, I imagine again, there's a ton of people out there that are probably like just grinding, you know? And it's like, what, what, what was the point where you needed to like reassess and like reconfigure how you were spending your time and prioritizing? What was there a tipping point? If not like, I wouldn't say there's like one. I 
Uh, well, I think it... I don't know. I think part of... So there's something you want to say, but you're not saying? No, I don't think so. I think it's just like mm. kind of all my... When you ask that, my mind just goes like everywhere. And I'm like, I, I, uh, I don't know. There's, there's also like, I think um, something that happened in 2022 in the summer was mm-hmm. this gunman encounter mm-hmm. where I was walking down the street with all my podcast, podcast stuff in it, right? And then an SUV pulls up to a stop sign, doors fly open, and three guys with Uzi guns run at me and demand I give them everything I have. And I said, no. And so there's back and forth, and then one hits me in the head with a, and then another one either punches me or hits me in the head with a gun in the face. And, um, you know, then they took off the backpack, then they wanted the wallet and phone. Eventually, there's this back and forth again. I'm saying, no, they have guns pointed at my face with like these blue dots. I can see these blue dots. And uh, so then they wanted the passcode, and I was like, nah. So then they threatened to shoot at my feet. And then I was like, I just waited. And they didn't shoot. So I thought, oh, they're not going to shoot me. I'm, and then so I just ran. And then ever since that, my mind has just been like, life is going to end. Like it's going, it's again, it's going to end. It's another reminder. I had a near-death experience back in 2018, mm-hmm. which led me on this journey of growth and exploration of curiosity and my thought process then was like, I'm just going to take small steps every day. I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. just, just bit by bit, I'm just going to get better. And there's no, there wasn't necessarily a, a big goal in mind. It was just, just, just getting yeah. better. Just, every day. Um, and there's more patience. Mm. And then this last time it was like, oh, we're going full throttle now. Like, okay, what do I want to do in my life? Let's go. And just kind of like hitting walls after that and just going like really, really fast to the point where, you know, a few months later, we're having conversations Mm -hmm. and we're discussing velocity and speed and um, that conversation mirrored other conversations. And it was like, I need to, I need to like step back. I need to think through this more Yep. in like, yeah, I want to go here. Yep. But we're starting right here. You can't just, you can't just go like that in a week. And I think it was the impatience that just like, and and that's when I just, I was like, yo, I'm taking a step back Yep. and just, over the past year, starting at zero again mm. and just uh, taking that approach and having to like just put yourself in time out again. Mm-hmm. Just like, and that's when I got into uh, like design. Like now I'm really into like aesthetics and design and just like all these little nuances. And the nuances represent that, that bit by bit again. Yep. That small, small, small. Yep. And uh, I would just like go to, uh, I had to find new curiosities. Mm. It felt like to that point, there, there could be like a, a, a bit of like arrogance in like a stop learning. And then like, 
it's like having to open up again, you know? Yeah. And go bit by bit as opposed to balls to the wall. Yeah. If you don't know specifically the balls to the wall, (laughs) then you are going to wear yourself out, which I think I was doing. Yep. Um, Which makes sense because you had this very intense experience, you know, getting mugged, you know, at gunpoint. That's intense. That's a lot. And I'm sure it like lit a fire under your ass for like, oh shit, like time is short, you know, and you yourself have always been a self-aware person and understand and often meditate on our mortality and that we're going to die someday. But I've found that if you think about that too much, it paralyzes you and it sets the stakes so high that no one can achieve them. Right. And you become almost too serious. Exactly. And not as much like being present and just like having fun, being joyful. And what it does is, again, what what I've observed is, yeah, it it just creates these unrealistic expectations that you're going to achieve everything right then and there. And And then you consistently don't meet those expectations and you're just like frustrated. Yeah. Constant frustration. Yeah. Every single day. And it just weighs on you. Yeah. You know? So I 100% see that I think you had the right approach. You you had this, let's get a little bit better every day. Let's let's have fun. Let's have joy. And it makes even more sense that that was taken from you. Because I think that's the normal response. Yeah. Is to be in your hometown, in a neighborhood that you lived in, and to have someone come at you with guns and literally shake you mentally and physically. Like yeah. that... Which would shake anybody, right? And it's really, uh, I'm trying to find like a, a more eloquent way of saying this, but it's, 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 it's really cool and um, hopefully rewarding for you to come out kind of on the other side and like understand yeah. that, no, I was doing it right. And like this shook me, which is again, okay, but now I can kind of get back on that horse get a little bit better every day, focus yeah. on the things that bring me joy, the curiosity, the actual conversations, not the whole like yeah. cutting, splicing. Yeah. Um, and slow down and yeah. do a little bit by bit. It's, it's really cool to see. But um, yeah, that's the end of that thought. Yeah, you just like learn as you go. And learn nothing, as you go. nothing's going to be like perfect. And I think Amen. that's that's what I kind of like got away from too is just like before I would just like put up episodes. It's just like yeah, let's have fun. Let's yeah. put them up. Be and curious. then it gets to the point where you're, you you feel like you need the perfect thumbnail yeah for this to do well or yeah. not even knowing like what well is yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it's more so just like getting down to the fundamentals again, not just with a podcast but with life in general yeah um so to to put a bow on this yes one last question <laughs> there's there's quite a few that you didn't answer which we'll have to get to oh yeah last time well we only have so time. much time you're I know. such a busy new yorker i know world. i know um what are you most curious about oh this is my favorite question on the um, podcast yeah i do love uh 
like doing this has taught me so many different skills and and one is well conversations mm-hmm. but then also asking like I'll recycle questions from the podcast mm-hmm. to just people that I like meet and just yeah. randomly have a conversation with um something I'm curious about well my overarching curiosity is uh, the information revolution and its impact on society and how we navigate the 21st century. Mm-hmm. When you had uh, in human and our species, there's been like four revolutions. You have the cognitive revolution when us as animals, oh, all of a sudden we were like conscious and we could think. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, then you have the agricultural revolution where we come together and we create societies we create um we think ahead right because we're thinking we could think and plan let's plant seeds and we'll Mm -hmm. we'll have food and then also like these shared ideas and like stories and uniting groups of people with stories Mm. in an area then you have the scientific revolution and this is when we, if we have an idea, we can ex- run an experiment, think about how the experiment will go, and then objectively observe the results, mm-hmm. and then like test again. So mm-hmm. we can, and then that's got us to this point, and it's led to, um, in the 20th century, the information revolution, which is basically humans now, we can measure information and we can combine uh that with machines and to now we're living all this around us is a product of that and i think it's it's so monumental but we're not talking about it enough as uh society and what it means moving forward um like just the term information revolution it sounds real like big and stuff like that, but we're in a very like infantile stage of it. And what I'm uh, curious about is like how just us as a species and younger generations, how, what, what do we want to decide how to proceed moving forward? Because now with the information revolution, it will make these revolutions in, Amer- in uh, like human history mm-hmm. quicker and quicker. Yeah, more so it'll multiply. So the ones we have coming up are like the energy revolution, where we can use uh, information and machines to basically solve different problems. Um, So you you have like the energy and the like uh, biotechnology when we can. Everything is now. How do we live longer, healthier, happier? and applying these concepts with machines and technology and digital technology. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm generally curious about and it weighs on me every day and I'm like just yeah. thinking about it and uh, it's to me very, very beautiful but I think it's uh, a lot of people, we're still navigating it and I hope to help people be less fearful of it mm. and like how do we use this intentionally how would we 
use these tools at our disposal for good and, and to help others live lives that, that make them happy. Like working all together to solve problems of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's really cool. So that's, that's what I'm generally... <laughs> But, like, no one knows what I'm talking about when I'm having these conversations. I get so excited about, like, digital file organization and, like, <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I find myself often, like, I'll go on dates and uh, they'll just hit a point where I just start, like, gushing about, like, digital file organization. And I'm like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> I don't recommend doing um, that. I'm just like, so I'm so excited about like all the possibilities with digital technology. And most people, they're always looking at it from like this grim perspective. And I want to help like change that attitude of how we can, it's not the technology itself. It's the mind that uses the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the conversation. That's where I want us to be. Like we're blaming technology, but an individual is choosing how to mm-hmm. uh, do this. Uh, so I'm just curious about all that. All, uh, yeah, all of that. If that does that answer your question, or are you more like personal? No, that personal? was I, I. I left it open ended to for a reason. That was perfect. I can, I can talk like hours, days about just like that subject that topic Mm -hmm. and just uh if you had to summarize that subject which is extremely complicated um but you had to do it in a tweet could you do that um, in a tweet i don't use twitter anymore really more so i use that as like a, a border or like guardrails for like character count oh yeah um <laughs> and to summarize to summarize uh g- 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 maybe that's the problem <laughs> so like like i can't i'm trying to like because i want it to be perfect right and that's the problem sure um, no i mean it's it's uh I think that's one of the hardest things is to summarize complex. We as a human species need to decide on like the direction and how we want to use uh, technology. No, that's not good. That'll be for episode 301. <laughs> Come like back a, for it's a, like, that, That's a cliffhanger. It's like a six-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, like I, I just, uh, to kind of wrap this up, I just... Um, we have such powerful tools at our disposal. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to what we discussed with just human interaction, human beings, mm-hmm. and on a basic level, like we're the same. Like I know the emotions that you experience and thoughts and like mm-hmm. we need to better come together and, and think more about like our similarities rather than all these little differences yeah. that are, are really not that significant. 
um, thinking more about us rather than like me. Thinking about us together and then collectively for future generations, how, like how do, we, mm-hmm. how do we want our world to be? Mm-hmm. And just taking steps to that. And the big one is figuring out technology, like digital technology. Um, I think that can be a more unifying uh, conversation than all these little issues that affect individuals. You know, mm-hmm. if we're talking about like a political scale, you have all the issues that people on the right believe, on the left, but people on the right and left and everywhere in between, we're, we're all dealing with this right now, mm-hmm. the phones. And, um, and I think it's more so the phones rather than computers it's like we have to... It's the same thing, no? You know, it, I think it's a little different because of the immediacy and just the, like, design. Because I think it's really until, like, we haven't had, like, problems, loosely said, since, like, smartphones. And we're seeing the results with, like, teenagers and statistics and, like, how do we want, as a society, how do we want to proceed with technology especially with children, and mm-hmm. I think we can have uh, a more understanding conversation, unifying conversation, mm-hmm. because it affects all of us rather than your thing and your opinion over here on this subject, and mm-hmm. this is where I believe, and I stand, and this is my, um, this is, it's like more so about us rather than, um, you know, me and an individual and my my own life. It's about what is something that affects all of us together? How can we come together and yep. just um, be more cohesive in mm-hmm. the direction we want to go as a society, as a people? Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's kind of like we're all in these different directions and it creates so much negativity and this, uh, like this, uh, like just poor attitude because mm-hmm. people can't see. Yeah. a future because everything is uh, in front of them. So that's what I'm curious about too, is like having more unifying conversations about things that we all experience rather mm-hmm. than all these different pockets of individuals experiencing things. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <sighs> let's, let's, let's pause it there. Yeah. Can't, episode, I can't wait for 301. <laughs> episode 300. <laughs>